The morning of July 27, 1943 began with Colonel Joseph Duckworth training British pilots in the field of instrument flying. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. There had been rumors of a hurricane moving closer to Bryan Air Force Base in Galveston, Texas, where they were, and the pilots would then be called out to soon take the planes away to safety. That was protocol before today. This day in weather history. I dare ya. Yeah, I double dare ya. Oh yeah, I double dog dare ya. We've heard them all as children, but when you grow up, the stakes get higher and the margin for error slimmer. And the justification for such behavior also becomes its lowest because as adults, we ought to know better. July 27, 1943 marks the day Colonel Joseph Duckworth and Lieutenant Ralph O'Hare of the U.S. Air Force piloted the first ever plane into the eye of a hurricane. The British pilots thought they'd have a bit of fun with their American counterparts playing on their inflated egos by taunting them with a bet that they didn't have the skill to fly the infamous Texan plane into the storm and make it back. Now, hindsight is a wonderful thing, but it does not help anyone before deciding to do anything. You see, no one actually knew or was fully understanding of the strength of a hurricane at the time because many of the British pilots had just never seen a hurricane before and thought of it as just a larger thunderstorm. So how bad could it be? Colonel Duckworth took that bet anyway. He said it was to prove the point that both he and the plane were capable of taking this dangerous trip. But come on, there had to be at least, I don't know, 90% of him that was thinking, there is no way I'm letting those I'm training take the mickey off me. And remember, we're in World War II right now, so there was definitely a ton of extra testosterone flying around military bases already as it was. Lieutenant Ralph O'Hare was the only instrument navigator on the base at the time, so Duckworth had no choice but to ask him to join him on this journey. I wonder how Lieutenant Ralph O'Hare felt about that. They knew the higher-ups would never approve because of the possible damage that could result to this single-engine plane, not to mention the loss of two experienced pilots in the middle of a world war. So they made their second incredibly mature decision of that day. They did it anyway, but they told nobody. <laughs> They flew an AT-6 Texan over the Gulf of Mexico. What started as an act of machismo or bravado became a turning point in how we investigate and analyze hurricanes on a dare. With the hurricane now overland, both men approached the storm and experienced extremely turbulent air, updrafts, downdrafts, and tremendously heavy rainfall. Remember, you blow that one engine and it's all over, but then suddenly the chaos just stopped dead. What the? You see, they had made it through the outer bands into the eye of the storm. They didn't even plan on making it that far, but suddenly there were pleasant blue skies, white puffy clouds. But in what was described as a very surreal calm, they were still surrounded by a wall of dark swirling pandemonium all around them. Obviously not expecting to experience this, they could only take mental notes the eye was around 10 miles or 16 kilometers wide, and there was a distinct wall all around in a circular shape where the heavy rainfall and winds immediately began again. They were welcomed with relieved celebration. I guess the British pilots thought better of this and alerted the rest of the crew. 
the base weather officer actually greeted them by saying, I'm next, I'm next. And get this, Duckworth and O'Hare jumped back in their plane, took this guy up for a second trip. Nobody apparently was very concerned at this point with disciplinary action, I guess. These two American pilots who went out on a bet and a dare flew on a wing and a prayer and inadvertently gave birth to what we know today as the Hurricane Hunters, which has given us indispensable information about hurricanes ever since. And that craziness happened back in 1943, on this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us, if you would, please. It's on a five-star system, and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way, we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to, and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is July 28th, and we will look back to the year 1976 when one of the deadliest earthquakes in modern history happened. You do not want to miss this. Hey, if you like this podcast with me from the Weather Network in Canada, tell us about it. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you have the ability to rate and review the episodes that you listen to. Try it with today's. Let's see how we did. Then try it again tomorrow after you listen to all I have on the massive earthquake that happened on July 28, 1976. This day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.